All right. Good morning, everyone. Let's get into it. Uh, pretty excited. This is our first time we've ever recorded a sermon outside. So as you can tell, there's already lots of animal noises and <laughs> all sorts of things happening. Um, but it's pretty cool. Hey, for these Sundays in January, we're going to be meeting in home. So it's kind of, uh, you know, kind of cool that we can uh, even record from our, our backyard. So here we are. Hope you're all enjoying your Sunday together. Hope you, you've got into someone's home today and, and you're enjoying the company of each other as you as you uh, worship and celebrate around the Word of God. So what I want to speak to you about today, I want to kind of follow on from Brahm's sermon last week, the, uh, the, the perspective is everything. I think that's an amazing way for us to begin 2021. I want to continue on with that thought, but, but really build into it. And I want to speak to you today uh, about the art of waiting. You know, being in a society where everything's so instant, it's hard for us to learn to wait, especially as disciples, especially for people that want to follow God and follow His Word. It's hard for us to wait and to endure and persevere. And, uh, you know, there's a few people in, in, the, in the Bible we're going to look at, the people that have had to wait and had to endure and persevere. And uh, even a few, few weeks ago in our Christmas celebration, I, I mentioned uh, some people that are involved in that Christmas narrative that uh, were waiting for the arrival of Jesus. And two of those people were Simeon and Anna. And I want to read to you just really briefly so you can see what they have in common here. And it says here, in I'm reading out of Luke 1, and it talks about, as uh, from verse 21, it says, And when eight days had passed before Jesus' circumcision, his name was then called Jesus, the, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. And when the days for their purification according to the law of Moses were completed, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male that opens the womb shall be called ho holy to the Lord, and to offer a sacrifice according to what was said in the law of the Lord. And it goes on to say they had to give a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. So this is a very ceremonial moment uh, for the parents. For, for Mary and Joseph, they're bringing uh, baby Jesus, eight days old, up to the temple. And it says in verse 25, And there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was righteous and devout, looking for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to carry out for him the custom of the law, then he took him into his arms and blessed God and said, Now, Lord, you are releasing your bondservant to depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light of revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. Wow. This man had literally waited all this time. And once he had seen this hope, for Israel, the salvation of Israel, a light of revelation to the Gentiles. He's prophesying now. He's saying these amazing words about this, this baby, Jesus. It says, now I can depart in peace. Um, it, it's pretty amazing. And then it goes on to say in verse 33, and his father and mother were amazed at the things which were being said about him being Jesus. 
And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rise of many in Israel and for a sign to be opposed. And a, side, and a sword will pierce even your own soul to the end that thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. Wow. And then it goes on in verse 36. And there was a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years and had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage. And then as a widow to the age of 84, she never left the temple, serving night and day with fastings and prayers. At that very moment, she came up and began giving thanks to God and continued to speak of him to all who were looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. These two prophetic souls in their later years had waited and waited and waited to see this Jesus, this this Saviour come into the world to be the redemption of Israel. What did they have in common? They knew the art of waiting. Not only that, they knew that there was a purpose in their waiting. And throughout the Bible, we see a lot of people who have learned to be waiting people. They waited. And they, it all came out of a desire to be disciples of God. We see the story of Hannah. I'll just, I'll just mention a few. The story of Hannah, who was pregnant with Samuel. And she had to go through the pain of barrenness for so many years and the mockery of, of her husband's other wife and the agony of, of prayer. And yet in the end, she became pregnant to someone who was so significant, Samuel. And Samuel went on to be the last judge of Israel and the first prophet of Israel, of Israel. And he actually transitioned Israel from the era of the judges to the era of the monarchs. And he went on to be known as a, as a maker and breaker of kings. It's amazing. And yet it all started with this one woman, Hannah, who knew what it was to wait through the pain of barrenness and keep her eyes on God. Also, we can see the people of God, Israel, uh, over 400 years in slavery, and they had to wait to what the Bible called the fullness of the sins of the Amorites. In Genesis 15:16, it says, And they, meaning Israel, shall not come back here, uh, sorry, they shall come back here in the fourth generation, for the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet complete. So they had to wait for all those centuries and just keep doing their lives and keep living their lives, keeping their eyes on God and on the promises of God. But they had to wait. They knew what it was to wait with the purpose of God in mind. Moses is another one. He had to wait 40 years in the desert for preparation as a shepherd to the people of God. And uh, finally, when he was prepared by God, he came back to Egypt. And he comes with the word of God telling Pharaoh, you've got to let my people go. That's what he said on behalf of God. Um, but he had to wait uh, from the time of instruction from God telling Pharaoh to release his, pe- his people to the freedom of his people. He had to wait for the fullness of the sins of, 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 uh, of Egypt had been done, dealt with in the, in the form of the plagues. If you go back and, and read, you realize that God hardened Pharaoh's heart uh, to come to the right timing. It's, it's fascinating. See, we don't fully understand God and his purposes, but we do need to be able to wait and surrender ourselves to his timing. So important. Then we go on to um, Israel once again, who had to wait for the redemption of God. Like they waited centuries for the redemption of God, for the salvation. And they had to wait for centuries for the reality of that. Then, of course, that came in the form of Jesus. But before that, Elizabeth uh, 
um, who gave birth to John the Baptist, who was going to be a forerunner for Jesus, from the prophetic word that she received, because she also experienced, just like Hannah received barren, she was, sorry, she was uh, experiencing uh, barrenness. Can you hear that? Can you hear the kookaburra? It's awesome. She was barren, and um, but she got a word from the Lord, from, from an angel. But from that time, from that barrenness to the to the reality of giving birth to John the Baptist, she had to wait. And we, we hear about in Luke uh, 1 verse 20 that every word will be fulfilled in their proper time. See, there's a timing of God. And we have to remember that aspect as we do life, as we journey through life as disciples. And this waiting is not a, a passive thing. It's a journey. Uh, this is where we get to disciple ourselves, which I, I preached about a few, several weeks ago now. And, uh, you know, all of these people had to keep walking. They had to keep fighting that good fight of faith. They had to keep trusting. It's not a passive gesture. When we wait, it's not a passive thing. It's not a, it, it is a journey. It is something that we have to consciously walk towards and walk through. And in fact, we can almost see from the stories in the Bible that the longer the waiting and the longer the preparation, the more significant the call and more significant the plan. And of course, we see ultimately Jesus. Jesus had to wait. He had to wait from the knowledge, knowing that he was going to have to face the cross to actually being on the cross. Even though in the Garden of Gethsemane we, we read about how he said, you know, is it possible to let this cup pass from him? He was in personal agony in this time. He was in grief and despair knowing what was coming. And yet he waited for God's will. I think that's amazing. And then, of course, he was mocked. He was taunted by the people around him. He had insults hurled at him, and he stayed silent. Um, but he knew the art of waiting. Waiting for God's timing. Waiting in God's timing means we go through things in the interim. And I think this is a really important principle for you and I as disciples who want to disciple ourselves through the tough times and through the good times. These are things and principles we need to understand. And, uh, you know, even... Even after he died, he had to, the Bible says that he was three days in the, in the tomb. He had to wait three days before ascending to heaven. See, there's a timing. If you start to look for these, as, these principles in the Bible, you'll see that there's a timing for everything. So what did all these people have in common? They were all linked with promises, promises for the purposes of God. They were even given by God to them, or in Hannah's case, given from her to God, that she promised to God that she would, she would devote and, and give back her son to the purposes of God and give him to uh, anything that God wanted. So we have to learn to wait, and they had to learn to wait. When you think about it, every single person that I just mentioned, they all had a promise, they all had a dream, but they all had to wait, and they all had to suffer while they waited. Remember? What Brown preached about last week, perspective is everything. When we get the right perspective, we're prepared to go through the journey of suffering. And there is a proper time for everything from God. We just have to learn to wait. And when we do this, we realize that all these promises that God gives us, they're actually linked to the future purposes of God's plans. And if we want to be part of God's major plans, we have to learn to wait. Guys, we're in 2021 now. This is a new year, a new season. Let's not look back to last year. That was a very difficult season. But really, we don't know what 21, 
2021 actually holds for you and I. But I do know that we can trust in God's goodness and I do know that we can wait and we can learn how to follow Him in the waiting process. And if we want to be part of God's major plans for our city, for our nation, for this world, then we have to learn to wait. So the commonality between all those people from Simeon to Hannah to Anna to Israel, Moses, Elizabeth, Jesus, all those people, and there's so many more, whether they had a promise, there was the waiting season, and they were tested in the waiting, but they trusted God in the promise, and they trusted in the promise giver, and they entrusted themselves into the hand of him who judges fairly, which is our Heavenly Father. And so I you know, as, as we're thinking along these lines, I want to use one person from the Old Testament. And each week, these next few weeks, I want to use him as an example because I think his story is the most incredible uh, walking out of a journey of having to realize that perspective is everything, that you have to have a knowledge of how to wait for God to move and wait for God's timing. And that is about Joseph. And you can read about Joseph in Genesis 37. And um, in verse 1, it begins to tell, tell us a little bit about Joseph. And we realize uh, in, in that chapter that from a young man, from a 17-year-old, as a 17-year-old, he had two dreams uh, showing him his future. And the sad thing is, as he began to describe his dreams to his brothers, <clears throat> he was despised by them because they realized that his father or their father actually loved him more. And uh, he also had these, these dreams were actually... Uh, revealing that his, he was going to have a future of ruling them and, and ruling and reigning over them. And it says in verse 5 that they hated him even more when they realized that not only did they hate him, that their father loved him more than them. I've got a fly who's amening everything I'm saying right now. But they also, when they heard the dreams, they hated him even more. This young 17-year-old guy, it's, it's crazy. But the guy had to wait. Joseph had to wait. He went through so much suffering while having the memories of those dreams planted in his heart. He had them as an assurance from God. He had two dreams that God had given him that were so concrete and so solid and such a picture of where God wanted to take him. And yet uh, it wasn't until he was 39 years old in Genesis 45 that we learned that he finally was in that place of exactly what God was telling him in those dreams all those years before. That's 22 years of waiting for the fulfillment of God. And we won't go into the story now because I want to pick that up in the, in the next few weeks. But, you know, it's the most incredible story, that a character study of a man who had the call of God as a young 17-year-old. He was, the, he was one of, at that time the youngest of, of all his family, and yet he was despised by them. But he ended up being a blessing to his family, and uh, all for the purposes of God. And there's a scripture in, in Genesis 45, verses 7 to 8, it said, God sent me before you. He was saying this to his brothers because it all came out in the end. And we'll look at that in the next few weeks. We won't go there now, but we'll look at that. He says, God sent me before you as a family to preserve you, a remnant in the earth, a remnant in the earth, and to keep you alive by a great deliverance. Now, therefore, it was not you who sent me here, but God. And he has made me a father to Pharaoh and a lord of all his household and ruler over all the land of Egypt. You see, it was always going to happen. The plan of God was always going to happen. The 
purpose of God for Joseph's life was always going to happen. It was always going to be something that God was going to do in and through his life. He had those two dreams way back as a 17-year-old. And here he is now, 39 years old, almost 40 years old, meeting up with his family after they'd you know, sold him. He'd been sold into slavery. They'd betrayed him. They'd done all sorts of things to him. And we'll, we'll hear all about that as we, as we go along in this, on this journey for these next couple of weeks. But you know what? He kept his eyes on the Lord and he waited. He waited for the purposes of God to be fulfilled. But you know, it was always going to happen because God positioned him in, in a way where he got the, he got the, uh, the focus and, the, and um, uh, the insight of Pharaoh. Pharaoh of Egypt, he saw him and noticed him. And because of, of, of the way that he had acted prophetically when he was in jail, and we'll, we'll talk about all that later. But when Pharaoh had a dream, they brought this young man up to see him and, and he began to explain what the dreams meant. And when he had the, he had two dreams, Pharaoh actually had two dreams. And um, it says in Genesis 41 verse 32, and the doubling of Pharaoh's dreams means that the thing is fixed by God and God will shortly bring it about. You see, when God moves, when God speaks, things will happen. And this is what had happened to uh, Joseph as a young 17-year-old. God had given him two dreams about the same principle. And now many years later, here he is being used by God to explain and interpret dreams to Pharaoh. And it brought him up into the position to fulfill the very things that God had spoken to Joseph as a young man. You see, the Bible teaches us that when, uh, when God speaks, it's like it's set by God. And um, it's amazing that he was 17 at the start of his dreams, and he, but he was 30, and he was 30 when he stood before and worked for Pharaoh, but he was almost 40 when his brothers came, and uh, the dreams were fulfilled. And we see through the life of Joseph, and we see through the journey of Joseph, that he kept his heart soft towards God. This guy had had an amazing heart towards God. In fact, in Genesis 41 in, uh, from verse 50, we, we see he had a couple of sons and he named them. Uh, the, the very names that he gave them were a tribute to God's goodness. And yet he had a very difficult time since he was 17. So what's the conclusion? Well, the conclusion is that God tests us in the waiting and we suffer through the testing in the waiting. But we end up partnering with the glory of the purpose of God on the earth as the prize that comes at the end of the waiting. And guys, it's worth it. Everything with the bigger picture of God behind it takes time. We've got to have courage. It takes courage to wait for it. It takes perseverance to see it out. And it takes trust in His promises, in God's promises, while we're going through things. You know, Brahma and I are still waiting for things. Remember I, I said... Earlier I said, sometimes the bigger the calling or the bigger the dream or the bigger the, the desire of God or plan of God for someone's life, the longer the waiting. And, you know, we've had prophecies, we've had dreams uh, that all say the same thing, that have all pointed towards a certain season in our lives. In fact, our first one was in March 1982, almost 39 years ago, almost 39 years ago for Brahma and I. 
And ever since then, every prophecy, every, every word we've had has said the same thing, has pointed to the same, same future, to the same desire from God, the desire, same desire in God for our lives. And you know what? We haven't given up. We're still believing. We're still trusting in God, even though we've suffered through slander, jealousy, disappointments, betrayal. And just the sheer length of time, just like Joseph did, we've gone through all those same things that he went through. But we're still trusting. We're still expecting. And we haven't wavered. And I think as we go into this new year, let's, let's, let's refresh our thinking. And let's renew our minds in this area of waiting. And let's not be like little children, like little babies anymore that want everything instantaneously. No, we're going to grow up and we're going to be adults and we're going to learn to wait for the purposes of God and we will learn to walk in uh, the ways of God and wait for His timing and everything, all right? So let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for our precious people who are watching today and I pray, Lord, as we we go into this new year that you would truly give us the right heart, the right perspective and, Father, that we would uh, desire in our hearts and, and decide in our hearts that we will wait on you. Your timing is perfect in everything, Lord. Your timing is perfect. And so, Lord, we set our hearts aside right now Uh, to be dealt with by you, to surrender everything to you, and we put our trust in you, Lord. All the dreams and desires that we have for this fresh new year, Lord, we surrender ourselves and we say, just like Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, not my will, but your will be done, Father. But we put our hope in you and we put our trust in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's, Let's just end on a really beautiful time of worship and surrender ourselves yet again in this season. All right? Love you guys.